0: Exodus chapter 3 verses 1 to 15 and chapter 4 verses 1 to 17. Moses at the burning bush. Moses was keeping the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian. He led his flock beyond the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of a bush. He looked and the bush was blazing, yet it was not consumed. Then Moses said, I must turn aside and look at this great sight and see why the bush is not burned up. Then the Lord saw that he had turned aside to see. God called to him out of the bush. Moses, Moses. And Moses said, Here I am. Then God said, Come no closer. Remove the sandals from your feet, for the place on which you are standing is holy ground. He said further, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look at God. Then the Lord said, I have observed the misery of my people who are in Egypt. I have heard their cry on account of their taskmasters. Indeed, I know their sufferings, and I have come down to deliver them from the Egyptians and to bring them up out of the land to a good and broad land, a land flowing with milk and honey, to the country of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites and the Jebusites. The cry of the Israelites has now come to me. I have also seen how the Egyptians oppressed them. So come, I will send you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? He said, I will be with you, and this shall be a sign for you that it is I who sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall worship God on this mountain. But Moses said to God, If I come to the Israelites and say to them, The God of your ancestors has sent me to you, and they ask me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. He said further, Thus you shall say to the Israelites, I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, Thus you shall say to the Israelites, The Lord, the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever and this is my title for all generations. Then Moses answered, But suppose they do not believe me or listen to me, but say the Lord did not appear to you. The Lord said to him, What is that in your hand? He said, A staff. And he said, Throw it on the ground. So Moses threw the staff on the ground and it became a snake, and Moses drew back from it. Then the Lord said to Moses, Reach out your hand and seize it by the tail. So he reached out his hand and grasped it, and it became a staff in his hand, so that, so that they may believe that the Lord, the God of their ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has appeared to you. Again the Lord said to him, Put your hand inside your cloak. He put his hand into the cloak, and when he took it out, his hand was leprous, as white as snow. Then God said, put your hand back into your cloak. So he put his hand back into his cloak. And when he took it out, it was restored like the rest of his body. If they will not believe you or heed the first sign, they may believe the second sign. If they will not believe even these two signs or heed you, you should take some water from the Nile and pour it on the dry ground. And the water that you Shall take from the Nile will become blood on the dry ground. But Moses said to the Lord, O my Lord, I have never been eloquent, neither in the past nor even now that you have spoken to your servant, but I am slow of speech and slow of tongue. Then the Lord said to him, Who gives speech to mortals, who makes them mute or deaf, seeing or blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go, and I will be with your mouth and teach you what you are to speak. But Moses said, O my Lord, please send someone else. Then the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses, and he said, What of your brother Aaron and the Levite? I know that he can speak fluently. Even now he is coming out to meet you. When he sees you, his heart will be glad. And you shall speak to him and put the words in his mouth. And I will be with your mouth and with his mouth, and I will teach you what you shall do. He indeed shall speak for you to the people. He shall serve as a mouth for you and you shall serve as God for him. Take in your hands this staff, with which you will perform the signs. The wilderness is a theme that seems to run throughout the story of Moses' life. One sort of wilderness or another, in one way or another, seems to be his story. As a child, he was in the wilderness of living in a palace, but away from his family. While his people lived in the wilderness of a hard and difficult place, with no freedom, threats to health and life, and a life of backbreakingly hard work. Then here is our reading. He is now in a literal wilderness. He is out in the wilderness with his father-in-law's sheep. This was a real wilderness in the sense that we usually think of it, wild and barren, with little food and water. He would have to keep moving on and on to feed and water his sheep. And we hear that he had travelled a long way to find what his sheep needed. Yet God still spoke to him, even when he was in the wilderness, with nothing but the sheep. Here was Moses going about his ordinary life, his daily duties, peacefully looking after his father-in-law's sheep, and then the Lord attracts his attention. In fact, to get Moses' attention, God had to be very dramatic with a burning bush. Then, of course, God wants to send him back to rescue his people, his people who will, of course, then spend 40 years in the wilderness. Moses objects to this. He objects several times with different excuses. Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And what shall I say when they ask who you are? And then he says, I am slow of speech and slow of tongue. But God overrides all his difficulties and objections. Moses is not going to get out of this task for God. God has an answer for everything. He tells him what to do and what to say. He even gives him his brother Aaron to help. And most importantly, he says, I will be with you. For when God puts a call on our lives, he is there with us. He does not leave us on our own and he equips us to do what he needs us to do. Of course, God rarely speaks to us in such a clear way as he does for Moses. Not for us, the unmissable sign of a burning bush out of which a voice speaks loudly and clearly. Sometimes in our wildernesses, all we may hear is more of a whisper and not an unmissable fire. Because if our lives are so full of busyness, we won't be able to hear that whisper, that niggle that God is nudging us to do something for him. We won't be able to feel what a friend of mine calls a God prod. We need to be giving God our time in order for him to give us that God prod. Sometimes our encounters with God are so unexpected, like Moses, we say, what? No way, not me, God. But we have to give God the space to speak. If it seems so unexpected and so impossible a prod, then test the idea with other people. They might be able to see what you can't, the unused and undeveloped skills and talents that God has given you. But this land, find your wilderness, find that place where God can whisper to you. Remember Moses' most effective times of listening to God seemed to be when he was in the wilderness too. We can't hear God speaking to us if our lives are so full of other noise that it drowns out his voice. That is why we observe Lent. We should be creating for ourselves some wilderness space, some space and time to spend with God, to concentrate on our relationship with him. So this Lent, find your wilderness. Find that space to hear God's quiet voice whispering to you, to find out what God is trying to say to you this Lent.